Blog Talk Radio. Glory to God. Hallelujah. We welcome you once again to this Blog Talk Radio podcast by Memphis Covenant Faith Church. My name is Pastor Helen Price. As we begin today's podcast, I pray that God's grace, mercy, and compassion will greatly abound on behalf of you and all of your loved ones. And I pray and ask God and cry out to him today that he himself this day will heal, touch, deliver, provide, and move mightily on your behalf and on behalf of all of your loved ones in the mighty and matchless name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Today's message is how crying out to God and the justice of God are vitally connected to one another and to the mercy of God. Children of God, listen to me for a few moments in this. It is so important to remember that the mercy, the compassion of God is greatly activated when ones cry out to God and when justice is needed. We need to know that we are not in this world alone. This means whatever situation we're encountering and facing, that we are not in this alone. We have a God who sits high and yet has regard for the lowly. During this pandemic and the serious social unrest and other things that we may be facing, we need to understand and know for surety that we are not in this alone. We have a God who sits high and yet has regard for the lowly. During this time, we must understand and know beyond a shadow of a doubt that Almighty God, the maker of heaven and earth, the seas and all that is in it, knows and sees every single thing that is going on. I want to camp around that for a little minute and for a few minutes about how God is sees, he knows, and he cares. We know we say that, but truly, beloved, God sees, he knows, he cares, and he is working behind the scene for you as well as for me. In Proverbs 15 and verse 3, it says, the eyes of the Lord are in every place, keeping watch on the evil and the good. He wants to assure us beyond a shadow of a doubt that he sees everything. Second Chronicles 16 and verse 9 says, For the eyes of the Lord roam to and fro over all the earth to show himself strong on behalf of those whose heart is fully devoted to him. Hebrews 4.13 says, Nothing in all creation is hidden from God's sight. Everything is uncovered and exposed before the eyes of him to whom we must give account. I want you to know in Jeremiah 23 and verse 24, it says, Can a man hide? In secret places where I cannot see him, declares the Lord. Do I not feel the heavens and the earth, declares the Lord. We're camping a a little bit around the, the Bible fact that God does see, he does know, and he sees everything that's going on. In Daniel 2 and verse 22, he says, he reveals the deep and hidden things. He knows what lies in darkness and light dwells with him. In fact, God has so many eyes that are observing every single situation that goes on here on the earth. He has so many eyes around him. In Ezekiel 1 and verse 18, it talks about those wheels in the middle of the wheel that are on the chariot of the Lord. And it says the rims, they're they're just not a little, some they're just tall, the word says, and frightening. It says the rims of the four wheels were tall and frightening, and they were covered with eyes all around. There's all eyes all around the rims of those wheels. And even one translation said the eyes are all throughout the spokes of the wheel. 
In Ezekiel 10 and verse 12, it says, both the cherubim and the wheels were covered with eyes. The cherubim, those angels, had eyes all over their bodies, including their hands, their backs, and their wings. You know, the word salah is, means uh, uh, pause and calmly think of that. I want to put a salah moment in there, a selah moment. And what is that S-E-L-A-H, that selah moment, which when we can really look and pause and think about that, that the angels had eyes all over their bodies, including their hands, their backs, and their wings. Revelations 4, 6, and, verse, and also verse 8, it says, And before the throne there was a sea of glass like unto crystal. And in the midst of the throne and round about the throne were four beasts. Those are those cherubims, full of eyes. They were full of eyes before and behind. And the four beasts, those cherubims, each, had, each of them had six wings about them. And they were full of eyes within, and they rest now day and night, saying, Holy, 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 Lord God Almighty, which was and is and is to come. And then in Zechariah 4, verse 9 and 10, it says, The hands of Zerubbabel have laid the foundations of this house, and his hands will finish it. Thus you shall know that the Lord of hosts has sent me to you. For whoever has scorned such a day of small things will rejoice to see the capstone in the hand of Zerubbabel. These seven are the eyes of the Lord that range over the whole earth. Oh, beloved, we want you to know that God's eyes are looking out over the whole earth. It says in the Message Bible that the seven lamps are the eyes of God probing the dark corners of the world like searchlights. God's eyes see everything. And his eyes are probing the dark corners of the world like searchlights. Glory to God. In Revelation 5, verse 5 and 6, it says, Then I saw a lamb that looked as if it had been slaughtered, but it was now standing between the throne and the four living beings and among the 24 elders. He had seven horns and seven eyes, which represent the sevenfold spirit of God that is sent out to every part of the earth. Beloved, God wants us to know and be sure that he not only sees every single thing that goes on throughout the earth, but because of his mercy, his compassion, he is willing and able to move in those situations. It is during these times and those times that when we cry out to him, he reveals himself as the Lord of hosts, strong and mighty in battle, who comes to see about his people. That is why we exhort it. Uh, the God has exhorted us by his spirit to stay on the right side of mercy. We don't want anyone crying out to God about the wrong that we've done to them. I want to say that again. We don't want anyone crying out to God about the wrong that we have done to them. Now let's go back to our two key, two key scriptures for this series of messages. The first scripture is Psalms 145, verse 8 and 9. That's the one that I'll give each time we have a message on this series. And it answers the question, why does God heal? Why does he deliver? Why does he prosper? Why does he rescue and meet us at the point of our need? And Psalms 145, 89 says, the Lord is gracious and full of compassion. He's slow to anger and of great mercy. The Lord is good to all, and his tender mercies are over all his works. Remember that the Hebrew and Greek word for compassion is the same word used for mercy. So when we read about the mercy of God, it's talking about the compassion of God. Again, it is very important that we get a good understanding of the mercy and compassion of God and of his willingness to move on our behalf. Then we will not hesitate to do 
what our second key scripture says, Hebrews 4.16, which says, let us therefore come boldly to the throne of grace, that we may obtain mercy and find grace to help in time of need. We can come boldly to God's throne of grace to obtain mercy and compassion first and then find the grace to help in time of need. In the last podcast, we did the introduction to this special series of messages on the greatness and the power of the mercy of God. We saw that God's mercy and compassion is swiftly and greatly activated by several things. And I just want to give a brief review of that. It's activated because we're going to go over the first two in a, in a little um, more extended way. It says God's mercy and compassion is swiftly and greatly activated when people cry out to God. And the second one was when justice is needed against injustice. Those are the ones we're going to, because there's, those two are so vitally tied to one another. We saw that in that in the introduction that money will cry out to God in James 5 and verse 4, that land will cry out to God in Job 31, verse 38 through 40. Someone may say, oh, she's going mighty fast. But remember, this is a recording, so you can always go back and listen to it. The word is powerful, it's active, it's operative. As we just allow that word to go into our spirit. It is still taking effect and building our faith in the area where God wants to build it at. So money will cry out to God in James 5 and verse 4. We saw that land will cry out to God in Job 31, verse 38 through 40. We saw that even in our houses, that the walls, the rafters, the woodwork will cry out to God in Habakkuk 2 and verse 11. Isn't that something to ponder on and to do a silah and pause and calmly think of that, that our walls are talking about what's going on in our houses. Our walls are saying to God, do you see what's going on in that house? Do you see what they said in that house? God sees everything and God hears everything because the walls, the rafters, many of us love crown molding. That crown molding in your house says, I see what's being done in here. I see it. I hear it. I know it. Everything. So the walls and rafters are calling out and crying out to God especially when something is not done right, in Habakkuk 2 and verse 11, that gates will cry out to God. We saw that the roads and the streets will cry out to God in Lamentations 1 and verse 4, and the dust under our feet will cry out to God in Luke 9 and verse 5. We saw that blood will cry out to God. On one of the, so one of the messages, we're going to camp out about the blood crying out to God, for Jesus' blood cried out, for mercy, hallelujah. Jesus' blood cried out for a better covenant based on better promises. Jesus' blood cries out for relationship with God our Father, for eternal everlasting life, for peace with God and the peace of God. The blood of Abel cried out for vengeance. If you look in Genesis 4 and verse 10 and Hebrews 12 and verse 24. But today again, we're going to focus on on the on how that crying out to God and how that justice are vitally connected to each other first and then connected uh, to the mercy of God. Hallelujah. So let's look again at Exodus 22, verse 23, and Isaiah 30 and verse 18 and 19. God gave a very serious warning in Exodus 22, verse 23 and 24. He said, don't mistreat widows or orphans. 
If you do and they cry out to me, you can be sure I'll take them most seriously. I'll show my anger and come raging among you with the sword. And your wives will end up widows and your children orphans. It says in Isaiah 30 and verse 18, therefore the Lord longs to be gracious to you. Therefore he rises to show you compassion, for the Lord is a just God. He's a God of justice. Blessed are all who wait for him. O people in Zion who dwell in Jerusalem, you will weep no more. He will surely be gracious at the sound of your cry. When he hears, he will answer you. One translation of that verse says, so the Lord must wait for you to come to him. God waits for us to come to him. That's why he said, come boldly to his throne. Come to him so he can show you his love and compassion. For the Lord is a faithful God. Blessed are those who wait for his help. What we're building our faith in today is the Bible fact that God wants us to call unto him, to cry unto him, to look unto him. You know, we're in this situation where there's so many things that are going on in the world. But God says, I'm right here. Call unto me. Cry unto me. It will activate my mercy. It will activate my grace on your behalf. In Psalms 28 and verse 2, it says, hear my cry for mercy when I call to you for help. When I lift up my hands toward your holy sanctuary, Psalms 34 and verse 6 says, this poor man cried, and the Lord heard him and saved him out of all his troubles. Verse 15 of Psalms 34, and Psalms 34 is a very good psalm to read. In Psalms 34 and verse 15, it says, the eyes of the Lord are upon the righteous, and his ears are open unto their cry. Remember, we saw that the eyes of the Lord are everywhere. And here it says, the eyes of the Lord are upon the righteous, and his ears are open unto their cry. It says in verse 17, the righteous cry, and the Lord heareth, and delivereth them out of all their troubles. Psalms 145 and verse 19 says, he fulfills the desires of those who fear him. He hears their cry and saves them. And then a psalm that many love, Psalms 91 and verse 15 says, he shall call upon me, answer him. I will be with him in trouble. I will deliver him and honor him. And with long life will I satisfy him and show him my salvation. Oh, beloved, you've got to know we can call him up. The song says, call him up, call him up, tell him what you want. Jesus is on the main line. Call him up, tell him what you want. This scripture in Psalms 91 and verse 15 says, he shall call upon me and I will answer him and I will be with him in trouble. I've been in trouble in my life. And when I've called upon God, he's been there for me and he will be there for you. Then there's what I call a triple header that has this in three different places in the Bible. Joel 2 and verse 32 says, And it shall come to pass that whosoever shall call on the name of the Lord shall be delivered. Acts 2 and verse 21 says, And it shall come to pass that whosoever shall call on the name of the Lord shall be saved. Romans 10 and verse 13 says, For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. In the Message Bible, it says the same God for all of us, acting the same incredibly generous way to everyone who calls out for help. Everyone who calls help God gets help. Psalm 143 and verse 1 says, Lord, hear my prayer. Listen to my cry for mercy. In your faithfulness 
and righteousness come to my relief. Then in Psalm 71 and verse 2, it says, in your justice. So we're going down into that justice. Rescue and deliver me. Incline your ear and save me. Psalms 140 and verse 6 says, I said to the Lord, you are my God. Listen, O Lord, to my cries for mercy. Let's take a few moments and say, Lord, I cry out to you. Repeat with me. Lord, I cry out to you during this pandemic and during this, this time of serious social unrest. Lord, I cry out to you to move in this situation and move in my home, move in my heart, move in our country, move around the world in Jesus' name. And then we said that that not only that calling out to God, but it's vitally connected to justice because God is a God of justice. In Zechariah 7 and verse 9, it says, Thus saith the Lord of hosts, execute true justice, show mercy and compassion, everyone to his brother. Micah 6 and verse 8 says, He has shown you, O man, what is good. And what does the Lord require of you? But to do justly, to love mercy, and to walk humbly with your God. Matthew 23 and verse 23 says, Woe to you, scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites, for you pay tithe of mint and anise and cumin and have neglected the weightier matters of the law, justice and mercy and faith. These you ought to have done without leaving the others done, undone. God was chiding with the, and saying, Woe to scribes and Pharisees and hypocrites, for they would pay their tithes, but they wouldn't do the weightier matters of the law that he considered, which was justice and mercy and faith. You want them to still pay the tithe. He said, You ought to have done, these you ought to have done without leaving the others undone. Then in Jeremiah 22 and verse 3, it says, Thus says the Lord, do justice and righteousness and deliver from the hand of the oppressor him who has been robbed. And do no wrong or violence to the resident alien, the fatherless and the widow, nor shed innocent blood in this place. In Proverbs 21 and verse 3, it says, To do justice, to do righteousness and justice is more acceptable to the Lord than sacrifice. Amos 5 and verse 24 says, but let justice roll on like a river and righteousness like an ever-flowing stream. Isaiah 5 and verse 16 says, but the Lord of hosts will be exalted by his justice and the holy God will show himself holy in righteousness. Psalms 33 and verse 5 says, he loves righteousness and justice. The earth is full of the goodness of the Lord. And then Psalms 37, verse 28 says, For the Lord loves justice and will not forsake his saints. They are preserved forever, but the offspring of the wicked will be cut off. Today we've been focusing by the Spirit of God today on how crying out to God and the justice of God are vitally connected to the mercy of God. Again, remember, children of God, Remember that the mercy, the compassion of God is greatly activated when ones cry out to God and when justice is needed. We've got to remember again that we're not alone in this world. So no matter whatever, whatever situation, again, that you may be encountered, it may have nothing to do with the pandemic. It may not have anything to do whatsoever with social unrest. It may be things that are going on in your very home. Remember this, 
you are not alone. We are not alone. Remember again, we have a God who sits high and yet has regard for the lowly. Hallelujah. And that he sees every single thing that is going on. We camped around that. God said, I see, I know, I care, and I am working behind the scene for you as well as for me. He's working behind the scene, and he is working to work that situation out. So during this time, make sure that you cry out to God, that you look unto him to work out whatever situation that's going on. Before we end this particular broadcast, I want you again to say, Jesus, I call out to you. I ask you, Jesus, to be involved in every situation in my home, in my neighborhood, in my city, in my state, in my country, and around the world. I cry out to you, Lord God, work in our lives, work in my life, work in my family's life, Lord God, in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Now, as we end this broadcast today, may you continue to cry out for the mercy of God on your own behalf as well as on behalf of others. May you always be on the right side of God's mercy. May you remember that the word of God says in Romans 10, 13, for whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. This day, if you're not sure of your salvation, please pray with me. Say, Lord Jesus, that's right. Say, Lord Jesus, I ask you to come into my heart and life. I do believe that you are the Christ, the son of the living God. And that God raised you from the dead. I repent of all my sins. I give my heart and life to you. Now, if you prayed that prayer with me, according to Acts 20 and verse 32, I commend you to God and to work to the word of his grace that is able to build you up and to give you an inheritance among all them that are set apart in Jesus Christ. God bless each and every single one of you today.